Is Malcolm Brogdon's elbow the real issue here? Plus, Jason Tatum, more point guard play from him. And is Kristaps Porzingis really going to fit? We'll take a look at how he fits here in Boston. Potential pitfalls. All of that right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with Hilario B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. It's right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, Monday through Friday. That's when you'll find this podcast on your favorite device if you are subscribed. So make sure you do that wherever you get podcasts. Watch the show on YouTube, hop into the comment section there. Sound off, let me know what you think. I'm John Corrales, used to play a long time ago. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal today. Lots to get into, some Kristaps Porzingis talk. Uh, Jason Tatum at point guard and Malcolm Brogdon as, uh, you know, the, that drama, I don't even know what to make of it. Tom Westerholm is here with me and Tom, it feels like Gary Washburn said something about like, yeah, we haven't heard anything from, from Malcolm Brogdon. And last we heard he was pissed off, which is a statement of fact. Last we heard from anybody about Brogdon, he was pissed off. And we haven't heard anything since. So it's kind of a question. And since then, I I feel like everybody's kind of said, well, it's out there. Let me talk about it. But because everybody's talking about it, wait, is, is there something to it? I don't know if this is us playing games with ourselves in our own heads or if there's actually something here. Yeah, it feels like one of those situations where we're so close to the start of the season and we're so close to real stories, but we still don't quite have them yet. We're yeah. like, we're this close, yeah. man. Like, you know, it feels like there should be like, you know, more, uh, more real content and there just isn't quite. Um, but, yeah, super quiet. It's, it's still super quiet. No, I mean, look, I think it's, it's possible that Brogdon's still, you know, a little upset. Like, I think that's, that's, plausible right they you know that he was very involved in trade in trade rumors and i think there's you know some amount of fairness in that like you're if you're malcolm brogdon you spent the the whole season sacrificing and coming off the bench and you know being kind of that um that good soldier in the second unit and then the team is like okay well now we're going to trade you and you're a little upset by that a little in your feelings about that like sure fine um but also like if it lasts long at all it's, I'm going to, I'm going to be a little bit just kind of like, come on, dude. Like it's, yeah, it's the yeah, NBA. Yeah. Like this is what happens. Like, and I'm sorry. Like the Celtics have made it abundantly clear who their complete untouchables are. And that's Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And I think it's also abundantly clear that Malcolm Brogdon is a very good basketball player who is not as good as Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. So sorry, man. I mean, they just traded Marcus smart. You think that didn't, you know, pull on yeah. some heartstrings? Like, you know, like, yeah, it's, you, you were, you and Marcus Smart were the two guys who were in those trade, you know, those those trade rumors, and one of you got dealt. Like, those are good players who are important to teams and who teams like sometimes get traded. So I don't know. And, and I mean, look, I also might be, uh, you know, lobbing shots at somebody who doesn't actually have any beef with the team. Like, I don't know. We don't this know. We thing. haven't heard from anybody. It's, we haven't it's, heard from them. 
But but we hear Ramona Shelburne on ESPN talking about the real issue is his elbow. And it's like, yeah. well, what do you mean the real issue is his yeah, elbow? Yeah. And you start to hear you know, Washburn, again, talk about and, – and Mannix on SI talk about um, maybe some issue the team might have with him over the treatment plan for his elbow. Is he un, is he taking a path that the team disagreed with, and is there friction there over that? Um, I don't. Th- I'm not going to sit there and say, "Well, that's why they tried to trade him." I think Kristaps Porzingis became available. The Celtics said, "We need a guy like that," and this is the, these are the two paths to getting him. One is Malcolm Brogdon, the other is J- uh, is is Marcus Smart, and that's it. But at the same time, they could disagree. And about about how he's handling the elbow. They could say, we think you need surgery, but he's in charge of his own body. So yep. it's like, nope, I am not getting surgery. I'm going to just let this heal. And who knows? Who knows how this goes? I've always just been watching this as if he comes to camp and suddenly he decides to have surgery on his elbow then that just sounds like, feels like a big kind of middle finger to the team. It'd be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I, you know, maybe I do want to have surgery now, and I'm going to do it at a time where you're stuck and screw you guys for messing with me. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's on the table, but it's, I can't say that it's off the table. And, to hear Ramona Shelburne talk about like the the issue is his elbow. This is now the second reporter I've heard talking about elbow in relation to the relationship between Brogdon and the Celtics. I have no idea what to make of it, but it's coming up and training camp is coming up. And I don't know. It, it does kind of, I don't want to say freaks me out, but like it does make me think like, huh, interesting. I kind of wonder how this is going to go. Yeah. And I mean, look, if you're right and if he does end up needing surgery and if he didn't get that done over the summer, this is not this. This is not something that this is not a quick heal necessarily. Like, you know, these like elbow injuries, they take some time. Like we're talking. I I mean, from everything I've seen, we're talking months, not weeks, you know? Yeah. And and like and that's I mean, you had months, (laughs) you know, like you got bounced in May. So The math thing, the math isn't quite mathing. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I think um, it's it's I think it's somewhat reasonable if you're a Celtics fan to be a little worried about this, right? Like Brogdon's an important piece of your puzzle. Like Smart's gone, and we get you know Ramona saying like you know Jason Tatum is expecting to play a lot of point guard, and like okay, man, uh, but like that's uh that's he's not a point guard so (laughs) i don't know what to tell you like like unless tatum is just you know gonna come out and be Giannis with a you know with a with a with a with a bag like uh you know i i i don't know what to make of that what a weird what what a weird little report right before trading camp here it really was weird i like that little stray you just shot at Giannis and Dettacumpo. Giannis with a bag is jason tatum wow um I mean, you know, it was it was weird to hear Ramona uh, talking like that. I, I I feel like something's a little incomplete there. And I don't know. I don't know how to get in touch with Malcolm Brogdon right now. I know I'm a reporter, but it's like he disappears over the summer. He no, 
I don't know if most anybody of the, most of these guys do, frankly. Like, yeah, you know, but like yeah. he especially disappears. He's yeah, I have no idea grid, where he went. Like, <laughs> you know, and and no one, I don't hear anything coming out of his camp. I don't hear any of these reports. None of these reports sound like leaks coming from his camp, right? No, no one from from his side has like uh, very obviously stepped forward and said. There's, there's, there is this issue. There's no one embedded with him that says, you know what I mean? Like you could tell certain yeah. reporters are in with certain players. There's no one who's in with Brogdon that is coming out with a report or anything like that. Right. We've gotten no, we've gotten not, nothing on either side, right? We haven't gotten a no. He, yes, he is actually upset with this team or no, actually it's fine. And you know, going to go into training camp feeling just fine about things like, yeah, it's been, it has been nothing yeah. So, yeah yeah which leads to speculation which leads to you know <laughs> which leads someone... to us talking about it on the lockdown celtics podcast and right you know, yeah. let's let's dive into jason tatum at point guard Let, let's let's figure this thing out um i'll save it i'll save it i just okay. i all, all i'm gonna say right now is i just disagree with joe missoula i really just disagree with joe missoula we'll not for that. the not for the first time not for the first time, and it won't be the last, but <laughs> here we go. All right, we'll talk about that in just a second. First, today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical is going to provide you five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use when you pick up the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com. You fill out a simple form online. In some cases, you jump on with a quick call with a board-certified physician, and then you can get yourself a Jace case with five antibiotics that have been proven to treat 50-plus infections. So you want to protect yourself in case of an emergency, in case of extreme circumstances, in case you can't get to a doctor, um, you're in some sort of severe weather situation. We've got blizzards coming up, I'm sure, in New England. Get yourself a Jace case. If something happens, you're snowed in and somebody comes down with an infection, you have yourself some peace of mind because you know that you can treat that. It's tough to talk about this stuff, but you want to prepare your family for the worst, and this is a great way to do it. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus, you get an additional $20 off by using the code Locked On at check out when you go to jacemedical.com. Again, jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You get an additional $20 off using the code locked on. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine, your first listen every day. Would love it if you hop on over to the Locked On NBA feed. Check them out there. I was on the show yesterday hosting my normal Wednesday show. So check that out. Check out the uh, every every day, Monday through Friday, rotating host. It's a great way to cover the entire league. Uh, and we did talk about Malcolm Brogdon on that. We continue to talk about that here. And, and mainly, Tom, in terms of Jason Tatum at the point guard. Now, yesterday and the day before, uh, I had I had Jay King on, uh, on Tuesday to talk a little bit about uh, minutes and all of that. I did a little bit more. Yesterday, I did a bunch on um, Boston Sports Journal. But Tatum's minutes, if you're breaking it down by position, I don't know what's going to qualify him as minutes at wing, what's going to qualify as minutes as 
you know, in the front court as a power forward. So, you know, it's going to be kind of weird to see how his, his minutes get uh, categorized, but there's going to be more apparently in this, in this uh, uh, Ramona Shelburne report she said that when he was in LA, he was doing a lot more point guard work. I don't know if that's so he can be better at the times that he does run the point or if it's so he can prepare himself to run more point than he has. But I just don't like the idea of using Jason Tatum as your kind of point guard or using a bulk of his time as the primary ball handler, first of all, that's not his best skill. And second of all, it takes him away from catching the ball on the move and attacking a defense that isn't set. I hate the notion that they're using him to draw two, play four on three after that, and then somehow afterwards he's going to come in and catch some, some kind of overflow offense. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. They've traded Marcus Smart. They're very clearly not not running an offense that is point guard based. They just want somebody to start the offense, and then it's just driving kick, driving kick, bend the defense until you can get an open three. It is what it is. I have to accept that that's what Joe Missoula is doing. But damn it, if it results in even more Tatum on the ball all the time, I don't like that idea. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like an NBA, you know, truism or like an like an overused phrase to like, you know, talk about um, putting a guy in a position to succeed. And it's like, you know, like we'll see. Right. Like like maybe like, you know, Tatum is the guy like Tatum is the kind of guy like in in defense of this idea. Right. You talk to any person who has ever coached Jason Tatum and they will the, one of the first things they'll t- talk about is how quickly he catches on to things how they can implement something with him and most guys you know would need like a bunch of skill work and would need a bunch of drills and we need a bunch of stuff um, before they can actually do it in a game and then you know Tatum will be out there doing it like a week later you know and it's like yeah you know wow this guy's awesome and like obviously you know playing a whole new position playing point guard is a is a tall is a, is a much taller task than just you know trying a new move or something like that but he, you know if he spent the summer working on it and it's you know something that he's been kind of working toward as his career went on right like as he's as he's developed in the nba he's he's handled the ball more he's worked on kicking the ball out more you know kind of making those simple drive and kick passes like um like you were saying like kind of attracting that defense and then and then making them play four on three like um you know there's a case to be made there certainly but Generally, you know, I, I mean, it's weird to me to take a player of Jason Tatum's talents and then build the offense around him as a point guard rather than building around him. Because like like you said, like, I mean, his his skills are are, are very versatile. Like they're, they're kind of all over the board. But it it's not like you don't think of him as like pick and roll guy necessarily. I mean, or like he can run it, but you think of him, you know, in, in kind of a uh um, you know, like a multifaceted forward and, and, you know, and he already has the ball in his hands a lot, right? Like you look at his usage last year, you know, cleaning the glass has him at 32%. So 99th percentile among all forwards, like he's already got the ball in his hands a lot for a forward. Um, 
you know, we've seen him have issues turning it over. We've seen him have issues with his handle at times. Like, um, you know, we've, we've, we've seen what it looks like when he starts hoisting threes, you know, without like a ton of ball movement and, and he, you know, can't get his thing. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm torn on it. I, 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 I tend to lean your way with it where it's like, um, you know, I, I don't love just kind of turning your best player into a, you know, in, into kind of a decoy for the rest of your players. Like that just feels like a, a weird use of resources, I guess. But, um, you know, I mean, he is, He's, he's, there's a lot of things he can do, so I don't know. Maybe it works out in the wash, but it, I, I, I tend to agree with you, though, that I, I don't love the direction that kind of sends the offense. I'll ask you this. If you are a, a team playing the Boston Celtics, you're coaching the team playing the Boston Celtics, what's the first thing that you want to do defensively against the Celtics? You would like to stop Jason Tatum. Yeah. Get, no. the, ball, get the ball out of his hands. Right. Well, the Celtics are playing him at point guard and telling him to to pass the ball, draw two and pass the ball. We are telling you to give the ball up. And the other team is like, yes, please. Let's just get the ball out of Tatum's hands. And then we're going to work our asses off so he doesn't get it back. And what ends up happening is the the rest of the team isn't playing uh, a four on three. Because the, they're not a ball movement team. The concept, the, it, it, I get the concept of it. But if Jason Tatum is doubled and the ball goes to Derek White and then it swings to Jalen Brown, then it stops because Jalen is now looking at his matchup and is going, okay, all right, let me see. I, I, how am I going to attack this one-on-one? -on -one? Then the rest of the defense just settles on in and it's it's Jalen's turn, and now Jalen gets this. Now Jalen's very good at it, but yes. it's you. You're saying, well, Tatum gave up the ball, and thank you, goodbye, we're done. The rest of the offense isn't a ball movement offense. It's not the type of offense that follows through on the theoretical concept of Jason Tatum gives up the ball. You play four on three. You score easily on four on three because you're a tremendously talented offensive team that can move the ball quickly and you take advantage of the, the mismatch so quickly that the other team can't recover, thus eliminating the strategy of doubling Tatum because you can't, every time you double Tatum, you get burned. The Celtics do not punish teams for doubling Jason Tatum. They don't do it. Theory is that they should, they don't, so stop doing it. They're not the kind of team that does that. Now, they're going to try it again, and if they try it again and it works, then I will shut the hell up about it. But they are not the type of team that punishes opponents for doubling Jason Tatum. So get Jason Tatum off the damn ball. Like, sure, he's going to start He's going to start offensive possession sometimes. I'm not. Nothing's universal. But if your goal is to put the ball in his hands more to initiate the offense, think that's stupid. Let do some other stuff. You want to run pick and roll with Jason Tatum, run it with him as the pick setter and then force the defense to make a decision. Get Jason Tatum setting right. picks. So what are you going to do? You're going to chase over the top. Then you're going to let Jason Tatum read whether to roll or pop. Where, where is he going to go? Wherever he goes, you're screwed, right? Yeah. Are they going to go under against Derek white? Great. 
then Derek White gets to take an easy look for a shot. And if Tatum reads the a switch and he slips the screen. Now you're getting the ball to Jason Tatum going down the middle of the lane. It makes much more sense to do that stuff, but you want to get him the ball and draw two and then give it up. And then now he's up at half court. It blows my mind. It drives me absolutely bananas because it has not worked that way. Yeah. I mean, and, and like, I think we've seen a real, like, 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 I'm not going to, you know, like, not like a majority of evidence, but we've seen a lot of evidence that Jason Tatum, um, you know, at the four is just this m- unbelievable mismatch, right? Like, and, and I mean, you, you, you like you said, if, if you want to create that, if you want to run him, have him set the screen, I mean, that is a, uh, you know, that that's making the defense make some real uncomfortable decisions because like, you know, the, the, the switch, the, you know, the either way, honestly, there's, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that you can do with, with Tatum running off the ball. I listen, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I don't know that I, that I love the idea of him playing point guard. Um, you know, I, I, I think I give a little bit of credence just to what we've seen in terms of Tatum adding things to his game. I give that a little bit more credence. Like, well, yeah, maybe like this is like, maybe this, you know, 20, 23, 24 season is the season of Jason Tatum, you know, taking a step into a point guard role. But like, I don't know. It just, I just, I guess I haven't seen enough of that being a reliable thing for the Celtics for me to feel really good about like, okay, it's, you know, they'll be fine. They didn't add any other point guards this off season. They'll be, they'll be just fine. Cause they've got Jason Tatum. That feels like a pretty large leap based on yeah. the, you know, um, evidence that we have so far. All of this is to say that Malcolm Brogdon is super important and I yes. need to see more Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I need Derek White at point. I need Malcolm Brogdon backing him up. I need some Peyton Pritchard from time to time to step in. And very obviously, Jason Tatum can initiate the offense, right? Obviously, he can. He's going to. And I'm not saying never. You don't sure, do right, anything right, of never. Of you course. know, the only thing you never do is never have Robert Williams initiate the offense. Like, okay, yeah, that's something you never do. But Hey, man, that guy could pass. I don't know. Let's, he, uh, he can. Well, let's not rule anything out here. <laughs> but um, if, if what Ramona said was, correct that they're they're looking at him playing more point guard this season man i am just i'm i am skeptical as hell of of how that's gonna go uh but hey if he runs point guard and runs a pick and roll with christophs porzingis maybe maybe that's a matchup that they want to maybe that's something that they want to try how is porzingis gonna fit i kind of came up with the the podcast on tuesday with jay and i i said tom that Ooh, I don't know. It's nothing's nothing's guaranteed with him. Well, we'll talk about that in just a second. First, today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are shorts designed to just first of all, the most versatile shorts. They are the Jason Tatum of shorts. Versatile, they can do everything. Yeah, maybe you want to play some point guard in your Bird Dogs. Actually, you can. The stretch khaki Bird Dogs are designed to make you Look good and feel good. They stretch. They're not that that uh, restricting cotton that you're normally used to. This cloud knit fabric that Bird Dogs invented looks just like khaki, but it stretches so you can be active. You can go play some ball in it. You can go play ball, jump into the pool with your Bird Dogs on. Then, I mean, it's late September, so maybe you're done jumping in the pool. But if you got a heater, you can do it. Then you can pop on out. You can sit in the sun while it's still nice, dry off the 
uh, fabric there is anti-stink. It's sweat wicking. It gets, it cools off. Uh, it cools you off. It dries off really quickly. You can just pop on up and leave the house still with those same bird dogs on and go about the rest of your day. Go on a date. They're functional for any occasion. I'm telling you, I would show you the bird dogs that I have, but the 14 year old stole my bird dogs. He's got them. He's up. He's wearing them to school. He loves them. I would love to tell you I love them too. I like the way they look. They're awesome. He loves them. So uh, they're giving you a free gift. They've given us uh, a, a, a coffee mug. They've given me a hat, which I have over here somewhere. Uh, and now if you go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA, or you use the promo code LockedOnNBA, you get a free Bird Dogs water bottle. They all got these cool extras there that they constantly give you. Birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. NBA, birddogs.com slash lockdown NBA. You get a free water bottle at checkout. You're not going to want to take off your bird dogs. I promise you, you're going to love them. You're going to wear them. You're going to wear them even when it's super cold out because they look that good. Want to thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Back to five days a week. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let's get back to the discussion here about Kristaps uh, Porzingis and. I, I mentioned it. And in the YouTube comments, I started to see, Oh, I wasn't worried about his fit before, but now I am, uh, the, and, and in that report, in that Ramona Shelburne report, you know, uh, uh, Zach Lowe it brings up the same thing. He, every time he talks about Porzingis, he's like, ah, I think it should be good, but I am not hundred percent sure. There are a lot of questions about Porzingis going in. He's back in Boston now. He tweeted out a picture or Instagrammed out a picture of himself in Boston. So uh, he's back. A lot of guys are back at the at the practice facility. This begins the process of figuring out how he can fit. But there are questions about how, how he fits, right? Is he going to try to do too much? What is enough? What is enough, Tom, for Kristaps Porzingis? What is the absolute best version of Porzingis for the Celtics this season? I think the best version of Porzingis is a guy who shoots a career high in three-point percentage because there's so much attention focused elsewhere, right? It's a guy who makes a bunch of threes that are a few steps back. Like we've, we've talked about a bunch of times. Like yep. it's not, you know, it's not just like, you know, not to minimize at all what Al Horford brings to the floor with his floor spacing, because that dude shot the lights out during the regular season last year. But like, you know, this is a guy who stretches that floor even further, who pulls you even farther out. Yep. You know, I think the, the best of Porzingis is he does some of that. He gives you a little bit of, a little bit of post-up action where he punishes some mismatches, um, you know, that where he kind of proves that that last year's post-up numbers weren't a total fluke, that they are something that he can kind of go to. And a guy who, you know, protects the rim because you know that like you know what he is and isn't going to be on the defensive end like you can't have unrealistic expectations that this is going to be a guy who's you know like sliding side to side with you know the you know like like this is not this is this is not a uh, switch on to point guards kind of guy but a guy who can I like protect the rim. <laughs> like you know like not a not a one through five defender but i mean it'd be great if he could defend one through five at the rim Right. It'd be great if anybody who comes down there is going to be dissuaded by some super long arms. And, uh, uh, you know, I think if you get that right, if you get some rim protection, if you get some some real deep three point shooting, if you get 
um, a, a little bit of kind of the post-up guy that he was last year, um, then I think you're real happy, right? Because you, you get those things. I mean, the benefits that those would have for, you know, guys like Jalen and, and, and Jason. And I mean, frankly, guys like Brogdon, right? Like Brogdon is, is pretty good at getting to the rim and doing those kind of straight line drives and finishing around the rim. Like those are, you know, these are guys who can really benefit from having, um, like Robert Williams, Robert Williams could really benefit from having a more spaced floor. We could be looking at, you know, some, some, some lobs down there. Like, yeah. um, you know, a lot of, a lot of things that Porzingis can bring to the table. Um, and you know, some, like, I, I think, and, 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 you know, plenty of question marks as well, certainly. But I think if you're, if you're talking about the, if you're looking on the, on the positive side of things, the rosy side of things, that's, that's what you're hoping to see. What you didn't say is creates his own shot. Correct. You know what, I mean? <laughs> what you didn't say is attacks a mismatch. Yeah. Um, unless it's in the post. Unless, unless it's in it, the post. Right. Yeah. Unless it's in the post. Um, and, and that's the question for Porzingis. Is do too much Porzingis the guy that they're going to get? Or, hey, the extension, you got the extension. He's locked in for the next three seasons. Like that's – he can sit there and say, hey, you know what? This season, I'm just going to to do whatever the team needs, right? And then, yeah, yeah, that 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 I think is the the saving grace here. That with the extension in hand, he'll say, "Okay, let let me do it your way," versus the way that pissed off fans in Dallas and in other places. Well, yeah, certainly, and I think too, like when you look at the way the Celtics are built, right, like. Everybody, like, you know, we literally started off the show with this. Like, everybody knows that this is Jalen and Jason's team. And it has been Jalen and Jason's team for several years now. And these guys have been with the team for, for you know, for even longer than it's kind of been their team, right? These guys have been in Boston for a long time at this point. And if you're Porzingis and you're coming in, I mean, I think you do have to have some kind of understanding of your role in that hierarchy of where you stand with these things. Like, I, I think, I mean, you know, I don't know. Porzingis, but like, you know, I, I don't know where his head's at, where, but I think that it's the, that twofold of having the extension and just being cognizant that this is, yeah, you, you did awesome with the Wizards last year. Great job, man. But this is not the Wizards. Like, this is an actual, you know, te- like contender. This is a team with a chance to win a championship. Your role is just going to look different. Um, you know, him, like, I, I mean, look, I, I, you know, again, I don't know him, but I, I would feel somewhat, um, uh, you know, and I don't want to say confident. I, I would feel pretty good about him kind of knowing like, okay, this is Jalen and Jason's team. I am here to make Jalen and Jason better. That's just, and, and also I'm extremely well paid in, in doing so. Like I'm paid like a, a tertiary star and you know, you know, all those things put together, not a bad little situation to be in. I think the absolute worst case scenario for Porzingis uh, would be a guy that, uh, obviously without saying injury, like injury is not everybody's worst case scenario is an injury. The worst case scenario for him is he's not the defender that people had hoped. And he, he is, you know, trying to do too much offensively, uh, trying to carry things too much when he, you know, and, and not moving the ball, not being, uh, not getting the ball to Tatum and Brown, all that stuff. There, there is a world where Porzingis isn't doing any of that stuff. But the best case scenario is actually really good, 
where he does understand all of that stuff. He, he probably can sit here and say, you know what? It's going to be nice to not have to do everything or feel like I have to do everything. I can just sit there and honestly, why, why not be smart and say, I'm going to stand here and let Tatum and Brown create all of this space for me. And I am going to benefit by getting open three pointers. And I'm going to benefit by getting post-ups against smaller guys. I can just turn and shoot. And I'm going to benefit by blocking a few shots and starting these fast breaks that one of these wings or Robert Williams can finish. I am, if I'm most excited about anything when it comes to Porzingis, it's that defensively, if it's him and Rob in the game, it lets Tatum and Brown and Derek White or whoever's on that perimeter take more chances and gamble a little bit and take some of those risks, go for some of those steals because you can get back into the play knowing that Porzingis and or Rob are back there to bail you out. So if one or both of those guys is back there, then you can gamble for a steal, miss, get back into the play because somebody's rotated. Just be smart about where you know, like knowing where the help is coming from, help that guy out, recover, and you'll be fine. But more often than not, you're going to get those steals. You're going to get onto transition. You're going to get a bunch of fast break points, and that's going to demoralize teams. You can break teams down and defend with your offense by getting all of those fast breaks and piling up 12-2 runs, 14-6 runs, those type of things. That's how you break games open. So, and I think that's what Boston fans should want because the more you do that, the less you're depending on just hitting three pointers to make or break your game. For sure. That said, I also think Porzingis will have an increase in three pointers, like in the, in this system. And a nice thing about that, if you're Porzingis is that what that means is last year he scored 23.2 points per game, right? You, you add a three-pointer, take away a couple two-pointers, you're probably still over 20 points a game. You're ho- hovering right around that point, and you're yep. doing it within the flow of the offense. You're doing it being efficient. You're doing it in all the ways that you want to see him play. So, yeah, I mean, you know, like, uh, you know, trust the process, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, think, I think Porzingis, if he, if he just kind of buys in, I think he'll be, I think he'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> I have to kick you off the show now. Come on. That's it. It's over. It's done. All right. All right. Appreciate you anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye, Tom. Tom Westerholm, everybody. Tom underscore NBA on the tweet machine. Uh, thanks for that. was the natural ending of the show anyway. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Thank you for hopping on the show. Uh, thank you for getting into those comment sections, letting me know what you think there. Uh, make sure you're checking out Jace Medical, Jace jasemedical.com for your Jace case. Check out Bird Dogs for amazing shorts. Use the code LOCKDOWNNBA to get your free water bottle there. And I would love it if you share the podcast. Go spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.